You're listening to Blue Collar CEO, the podcast that's all about helping you build a better, more profitable, and more sustainable home service business. Each week, we will cover a different topic that'll help you enable your company to move forward to success. And here's your host, Ryan Redding. What is up, Blue Collar CEOs? Hope you're doing great. Uh, man, there's been a lot of things going on. Um, I feel like it's been really, really busy for us. And we have some really incredible episodes and conversations coming up. Um, I, cannot, I cannot wait. I literally cannot wait to bring you in on those. Um, real quick, if you haven't yet, um, it would mean the world to us here. If you would take a second, leave a review for us wherever you're listening to the show right now. Um, your review is really helpful for us because, uh, one, it lets us know that you like what we do and helps keep our team going, getting them excited, planning guests, trying to get content that's important for you. But two, it's also helpful for other contractors to look and find out that like, hey, we're not full of it. Like we try to not suck. And if you love the show, I would love to hear from you. If you have ideas for the show, please, please, I'd love to hear from you. Drop, just drop us an email at info at bluecollar.ceo. Or we're on just about every social platform too. So just send a message to one of the social platforms, Blue Collar CEO, and would love to hear from you. So today seems like it makes sense as we're going into the new year to have have a conversation that's been on a lot of people's radar if you're from the HVAC space. Uh, so today I'm going to introduce you to Olga Carr. Um, she was born into the trades. She's a high achieving saleswoman and passionate about growing small businesses and recruiting people into the AC and heating industry. She is a South Texan Mexican-American uh, with her eye on the target and a vision to create a success plan for family-owned companies. Uh, we're going to be talking today about the Inflation Reduction Act and everything about the tax credits and the rebates and incentives that is being deployed right now based on the region by the federal government that you can use to help your customers save a lot of money. Let's get going. Olga, I am so glad we're able to find time to get you on the show. Um, for those who maybe don't know who you are yet, who are you? What do you do? My name is Olga Carr, and I live in San Antonio, Texas. I am a territory manager at a family-owned business called Insco Distributing. And we've been around here in Texas and Oklahoma for about 65 years now. Um, and I am an outside sales rep in the wholesale industry. Nice. How did, um, so I guess tell us a little bit, you said it's a family owned business. Tell us, I guess, real quick for those who maybe aren't familiar with that business, if they're outside of like the Southwest area, tell us a bit about the business. Okay. So, um, my experience comes from the contracting side, actually. Um, my family owned business is located in Kingsville, Texas, which is about two hours south of San Antonio. Um, my dad owns a company. He's had it about 40 years. That is where I worked for about 15 years, um, helping him develop and grow his customer base down there. And then I took the opportunity to join another family-owned business. Um, so this particular company is not my family, but I did work for my family-owned company for many years. But now I did um, join Insco, which is also family-owned. And an incredible company that just has it's a big movement and a premier partner to some of the big um, brands around in the nation. So um, loved working for my dad. We we had an amazing relationship. Um, and then I went ahead and just spread my wings and, and went out and got some more experience on the wholesale side. 
good for you how how did you end up in the trades because your your dad is also in the trades like how how did you end up like falling in love in this sort of lane so my dad took me on all his calls i was raised by my dad um and we would be on all calls at two years old. I was in the truck helping him get tools, running around. The, the customers loved it that you know, he would bring me along. Um, it started in his garage with an old beige truck that we would call La Marana. Um, but <laughs> that was the nickname. And he's, you know, window units for Sears is how he started off. And then he grew um, but that's how I became so passionate is watching my dad serve the community and seeing people their faces and their appreciation when we were done with the job. I, I loved talking to them while he was fixing it. Um, so it was, it was a huge way for me to grow my communication skills. Um, and I loved it at a very young age. I was just intrigued by the mechanics and the engineering and um, just entering the home and, and people trusting, you know, letting you in to, to serve them. Hmm. It is, it is kind of interesting, especially when, I feel like for those who aren't from the trades as a background, it's easy to kind of overlook uh, a lot of the trades, right? Because they're kind of one of these like essential services, if you can say it that way, that most people don't think about till they need it. Like nobody wakes up on a Tuesday afternoon being like, I wonder who my HVAC guy is that I'm going to call. Like they just don't until it's the middle of summer in South Texas. And it's like, oh yeah, it gets hot. Um, so it's it's so cool to hear people like you who are able to kind of come into it, fall in love with the trades on the service it creates to the customer. Um, and especially, um, if, if I can also say, I always like highlighting people and telling the stories of people who are women involved in the trades. Um, I, so I love that aspect of you. But you're also Mexican-American. And so I love that that aspect of you uh, is there too, that you are representing a very important segment of humans uh, in a really important industry that kind of gets under under uh, served, right? It's like not many people can see the the people like you in the trades. And I love the fact that we were able to get you on the show, even for those reasons. Yes, thank you so much for inviting me. Um, this has been a huge dream and goal of my of mine to be um, on it on a podcast now that they're growing. And so I do love um, the fact that I picked the industry and I stayed true to it. And I learned not only what the technicians do out in the field, because I traveled and I rode along many, many days with them, um, but also the business side, which is like you're saying, a lot of the things that get overlooked that people don't realize, the opportunities that exist in HVAC, plumbing, electrical, all the home services. Um, there's so many important roles that when filled, the company just flourishes and blossoms and grows so quickly. Um, but I do, yeah. I yes, I've met over, I've met so many women because I'm part of women in HVAC and there's over a thousand of us when we get together. Um, and like you said, I am very proud to be Mexican American. I have um, a great story. My great, great grandfather, you know, he was um, intelligent enough to travel from Mexico to Kingsville. Um, and then on a land grant, that he was offered a job here. So he brought all his family, which was my grandfather, my Wello, and they came over yeah. with a horse and a carriage. And because of that story, I think about that every day. And every time that I'm forced with a challenge or people say, no, you're, you can't do it. I think about my great, great grandfather and how he, with no compass and no help with GPS, made it many times 
over here to the U.S. and then finally brought his family to this land of opportunity. And I'm I'm very proud that my roots come from Mexico, but of course I'm American to the core, you know, and um, just, you're right. Women bring a whole nother aspect organization. Um, the, attachment, everything that we, comes with a woman and, and our, just our, you know, we, I love it. I love to see the technicians out there and, um, you know, we're, we're, we're taking over. Women are just, it's what it is now. <laughs> a lot of entrepreneurs. Yeah. I know. And I love it. And the women in HVCR, like you mentioned that group earlier, a fantastic organization that, that supports and highlights women in the trades. Um, which I I don't know if you're there. I was able to go out to Phoenix for the show in Phoenix in the fall. Um, just really really great group. Um, but yeah, and the <laughs> I'm always shocked. I'm always shocked because um, when industries like stereotypically have like a male domination, like so many of the trades have for years, it's like you're cutting out 50 percent of the population who can who can have significant impact to the way your business runs the from right from the way they think and solve problems to the way that they influence culture the more diverse that companies can make themselves and that's not true just with gender roles right i do i do absolutely advocate for men and women using their skills and strengths together in the workforce but also different ethnicities different religions like i think having all of those influences together makes companies solve more difficult problems better and it makes the community is better and like everything about it just becomes better when we are uh, inclusive and find ways to support people. So yeah, I, here, the fact that, that your abuelo was able to do what he was able to do, like move his family, move his future, take a risk. That's a huge testament to, to obviously his character, but obviously that leaves a massive impact on you, right? There's no way that you're able to go through your life knowing that, his legacy looms over you. Um, and you're probably going to take attributes of that to give you courage and inspiration to move forward on your own journey. I know you have passion projects that are important for you also. Um, so it's just super cool. Um, the story that your family has. One of the things that you are also really kind of leading the way on, because a lot of people are talking about it right now as we go into the new year, is um, a lot of the credits and rebates going into 2023. Um, because obviously there's a lot of changes, especially in the HVAC world. Um, tell us, I guess, real quickly, what do you see, maybe some common questions or some common confusion as it relates to a lot of these like incentives and how are you helping? Like, yeah, how do you imagine this stuff moving forward? What things you think are important for contractors to pay attention to and latch onto? Absolutely. So, you know, being a territory manager, we have to bring a lot more to the game than just selling a box and the parts and supplies necessary, right? We do have to bring these business um, education and, and teach them about these rebates and credits. And, and it's very important that we do stay um, on that side. So I have been, they've always been around for the consumer, but this one is a big one because of the DOE is making changes in all of the different regions. Um, I think this is a great time for them to also put together the tax credit and the rebate program, which are two separate things, right? So one of them is the tax credit um, that can offset if you do have a tax due. 
Um, and so that type of credit is looking at anything at 14.3 SEER or higher in the Southeast region, you're looking at a tax credit uh, potentially up to $2,000. Um, and that is on heat pumps systems. So on split air conditioners, which is just, you know, I know that we're trying to get everybody into this heat pump market and it will get there, you know, slowly, but we do sell it'll sell all electric units. Now for that tax credit, um, that would have to be, that one is going to be 15.2 or higher, right? To be eligible for that type of credit. So there are some different SEER 2, excuse me, let me make sure I'm saying that correctly. So SEER 2, all they did was put a number two at the end and that's what everybody's going to be, um, you know, talking about now is the SEER 2. So there are some different, like four and five ton, it can be a 13.8 SEER, anything below that, now you're looking at the 14.3, right? So there's some changes there, that tax credit is eligible. But the big one that I think people are going to be able to take advantage of is the high efficiency electric home rebate program. So that's actually, you know, money that you get towards upgrading your HVA system, upgrading your electrical panels, things like that. So potentially you can earn a, a rebate of $14,000 per household Um be based on your income, right? If you have 150, per, if you're in that 150% uh, medium income, then it goes down, the rebate would go down. But anyone in that 80% or less medium income is eligible for up to $14,000 to help upgrade their central air conditioning, um, get that uh, home tighter, you know, filtration issues. And then as well as if your electrical panel isn't up to date or up to code, they'll give you money for that. So the rebate is huge. It's $4.2 billion if, if an um, inflation reduction act, the IRA. So that's a, that's a lot of money that can be distributed properly to, um, you know, communities, to people that are ready to do the upgrade. Cause yes, these systems last 20 years, um, but right now, in more than ever, is the time to upgrade, replace, or get your unit service so that you are getting the most efficient, you know, um, matchup for your home. Oh, absolutely. So let me ask from your perspective, because I, um, as as the Inflation Reduction Act has kind of started to kind of pick up momentum, especially in the HVAC space, because it's been so dramatic, like to your point, like there's some fourteen thousand dollar rebates available um i i see a lot of hvac companies going on like facebook and like blabbing to to the whole internet world that is social media uh basically trying to tell customers like hey x y or z this is coming online this is a great way to save money but blah, blah, blah. here's either some credits or some incentives that are happening and sometimes what it feels like to me from someone who like so my background tends to be marketing right so i tend to like advocate from the voice of the the customer not so much um like uh, where you're like totally like hey i'm in the hvac lane i try to look at it from like another perspective like how does this hit to somebody on the outside and sometimes it, this stuff feels like noise like i don't know if the if the average homeowner understands well either understands or cares um about the impact that these rebates have until they need a system <laughs> right until like something is broken and they're like stuck having to fix something anyways they're like holy crap i can get an 14k like 
to help offset this investment. That that seems to be a really big thing. But maybe my bias is wrong. What sort of what sort of challenge or opportunities have you seen for like the average homeowner when when talking about the Inflation Reduction Act? Have you seen anything along those lines? Um, I think yeah. At the end of last year, you know, there were consumers and and residential you know, specifically I'm talking residential, um, that they were worried. They were a little bit fearful of the price increase, right? And so that came in place before the DOE changes, before the rebate was announced, before the tax credit. At first it was, hey, you guys are going to experience a 30% price increase on HVAC because of the changes that the DOE is, demand, you know, mandating. So with price increase, um, you know, I feel like the rebate and the tax credit is going to offset some of that pressure or some of that worry that, wow, I may not be able to afford it. Or what is it going to look like? You know, I'm paying 30% more for a new system that's going to be more efficient, but then I'm also going to receive a credit and a rebate, right? So there's two different buckets of money that are going to be available to that person who may, who may not have thought it was important to change or may be on the fence, you know, because we don't see our ducting system every day. We don't walk on it like we do carpet. So we don't know how dirty it is up there, right? We don't know how important right. it is um, to make sure that if it's maintenance, it will run efficiently. And the 16 sear is a true 16 sear, right, too. Um, so I think that, they, that they're always going to have that, um, you know, wonder and they're going to research it. Thankfully, Google, you know, really does help a lot. Um, so they can always research it and then they can call a couple of different contractors or dealers, you know, professionals in there and just ask questions because even over the phone, they will be able to answer those questions for them. Um, you know, shop, just get a budget number, you, even if you're not ready, but it, they did a price did go up 30%, you know, January one, two days ago. Um, and so that's a big increase for the contractor to pass on to the homeowner or business owner and um, the rebate, the tax credit, and sometimes your local, um, you know, utility companies offer a really hefty rebate too. So it is just making sure that the homeowner knows that there are incentives and there are promotions available to them for spending a little bit of money, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think you raised some really good points, and I think I think a lot of the education pieces like falls falls on the the shoulders of the contractor. Uh, like it's it's in the contractor's interest to understand the impact of of all these aspects, um, because the better that they could help solve the customer's concerns and problems, the more likely they are to earn that business. Um, are there? Are there resources that you like like to look to refer to for helping contractors like understand the Inflation Reduction Act as it relates to their region? Well, I um, being in the Southeast region and being a premium partner of Rude, which is affiliated with Ream, I I sell Rude. That is my biggest um, brand that I sell. Rude, Mitsubishi, Bosch. Um, and so those three large brands, they offer a ton of resources and I'm on their website, um, on their, on their website, my Rude or Mitsubishi just, and they say, they give me a lot of information that I can share with, um, on my social handles, which is seen by both homeowners and my dealers, my customers. So, 
um, there has been a great amount of information out beforehand. And so we've had like three, four months to educate our specific contractors and dealers on the changes, what exists and what doesn't, um, what they can and can't do starting now. Um, and so there's abundance of information and I carry it daily because the questions are always different. Contractors are calling all day about these and just having my um, and just keeping all this information right at my fingertips because I'm getting calls all the time. Hey, you know, what's this and what can I put in and, and what about permits and what if I started a job? So I think it's just like you're saying, the education part is going to be really critical for this 2023 year, the whole year, really. Yes. Are, um, if obviously you're both knowledgeable and passionate about what you do, um, if somebody wanted to call, pick your brain about your experience, about maybe what you see coming down the pipe, um, is there, is there a way you'd want people to like communicate with you and ask you questions about your experience? they can email me. Um, they can look me up on LinkedIn or, um, that's probably going to be the best way on LinkedIn, Olga Carr. Um, and then they can, my email address is there. And then if we wanted to move forward, we could also do like a virtual or a, a phone call once, you know, we get connected, but yes, I'm more than willing to, um, answer any questions or move, you know, any opportunities that they may want with Insco or with um, developing their business, you know, or they want to be a new customer, they can definitely look me up on LinkedIn or email me at ocar, O-C-A-R-R at Insco, I-N-S-C-O dot com. Got it. I'll make sure both of those things in the show notes, your, your LinkedIn profile, and then your email address, the ocar at Insco dot com. Um, Olga, it is awesome communicating and talking with you and meeting with you because obviously uh, just your story and your journey is just really inspiring. Uh, but thank you for helping like de-cloud and de-nerd some of the uh, tax incentives and credits and rebates that are coming out this year. Um, thank you for everything that you uh, have done, like your, you and your family have done for the trades and you are continuing to press forward on your own. So it's been great having you on. Thank you so much, Ryan. I really appreciate this time. And it was a wonderful conversation with you. This episode was hosted by Ryan Redding, author of the book on digital marketing for plumbing and HVAC contractors. This show also includes much help from Shelby Nichols. You can subscribe to Blue Collar CEO on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us online at bluecollar.ceo and find us on Instagram. Also, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. 